Welcome to the Scumming Villainy Podcast. I'm here with none other than Richard Sue. Hey, how's it going, everybody? Um, we're here at Nationals. It is almost 9 a.m., and people are registering. So I thought I'd pull some people aside and uh, ask them uh, what they're flying. Richard, what are you flying, buddy? Wait, wait, let me guess. Hold on. Let's see. I got Biggs with a uh, R2-D2. Draw their fire. No, Wedge, yeah. Oh, Wedge, rather, yeah. yeah. I got our Stress Hog with... Uh, the title. The title, yeah. yeah. And I kind of... The Iron Cannon, uh, yeah. yeah, turret, yep, and just a regular naked bandit, a naked bandit, yeah, yeah. and bigs, yep, nice. Uh, so you've been flying this a lot this season. Yes, yes. Uh, when I first started out, it didn't do so uh, well in Atlanta. I went zero and three. I would say it was just too hot and just couldn't think straight, and just I don't know, dice weren't so good. So, but I felt pretty good about it, and I tried it again in uh, Kansas City, mm-hmm. and I went four and two. And of my four games I won, I tabled my opponents. But then the two games I lost, uh, one was Aaron Bonner, who was the eventual champion, and one of the other guys that made top four. And, of course, they tabled me. So it was either, like, all win or, all or table. total bust. Yeah. yeah. So uh-huh. I'm like, all right. But I did learn a little bit from rearranging some of the position of where I put bigs uh, in the squad or, or in relation to wedge. So that really kind of helped me out. I made top I, four. I have a question about that. Yeah. Do you drop bigs in the, the corner, like the bottom left corner and the bottom right corner? or? Um, I was putting them on the outside left corner, left rearmost corner, Yeah. Um, but now I'm putting them on the inside. Uh, right, but, because when you turn around with a pilot skill, he's going to yeah. move before bigs, right, or wedge. Exactly, yeah. right. And I kind of you know messed myself up, and just not having that one focus token can make all the difference for, uh, for bigs and defense. But... I did pretty well in the Vancouver regional, Vancouver, Washington. Uh, I, I made the top four with it. Just dice didn't work out with Wedge. I was trying to kill uh, Scum Boba. He had one hit point left, and that failed. And then I got a proton bomb, and then it was all downhill from there. And yeah. So, and it's kind of kind of ironic because uh, the guy I lost to was a you know one of the guys that was in the leagues up in uh, Seattle. So he was a friend. So I didn't feel too bad, but yep. it was kind of like oh no, you know. So that was all right. But that's why I took it to Phoenix, and uh, that was that was tough. So uh, the hard part with in Phoenix was playing uh, Dallas on the top uh, or round six, and then the top four match. I lost the uh, um, the round six match, but then of course I won it on uh, top four. I got really lucky uh, with the evade dice with Bigs, and um, and I, I I would say I learned a little bit about uh, playing Dallas on that round six match because I was able to block him a little bit better, deny him some actions, and that made all the difference. Uh, was he fighting a swarm? Or yeah, he had the uh, seven-ship swarm. It was basically Hal Runner with um, Obsidians, and I think he had one academy. And so mm-hmm. that made all the difference. Or it might have been all Obsidians. I can't remember. But uh, but having the twos really helped because I could use the bandit and get in front of him and jam him up. So Because uh, having Hal Runner with the re-rolls with that many TIE fighters, just, you know, Biggs is going to... Luckily, he didn't die. So I figured uh, since one with that one, I'm bringing that here to Nationals and definitely looking forward to Wave 7 because that's going to be some new, exciting squad building and play testing, and that's going to be interesting for Worlds. Yeah, what ship are you most stoked about? I'm interested in the TIE Punisher. I uh-huh. think that's okay. going to be interesting. Cause I see that coming. When um, Wave, what was it, Wave 4, when the TIE Bomber came out, I won a few store championships uh, with that, uh, yep. with uh, Jonas invader so but now with the title coming with the raider uh for the tie advance that's just going to make vader more competitive and worth the points i think and yeah and it'll be pretty awesome so that's going to be fun to experiment 
So it'll, it'll be interesting to really shake things up, and that's going to be a lot of fun. And then with the, the more scum, I mean, like, wow. It's going yeah. to be exciting. Looking yeah, I think we're going to keep seeing more scum, which yeah. I'm, I'm, I like. Although, you know, I don't know. It seems to me the game is a little skewed for the Rebels right now. I, I look at all the results. It seems like a lot of Rebels always make the top eight. Do you feel like we're in kind of a Rebel era? or No, I, I think... When we look back at the regionals, I mean, we'd have to look at the list juggler thing, but there were a lot of uh, Chirinu uh, Sunters or Whispers there were, making yeah. the, make, winning the tournaments, uh, as well as some of the Rebels as well. You know, I think the, well, literally the kid to beat here is Nathan with playing Jake and Corn and Biggs. I mean, mm-hmm. when I played him in Milwaukee, crushed me in like 20 minutes. Yeah. So all I could say is, hey, thanks a lot, now I can go get lunch. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, the kid is strong. Yeah. And he made finals at Chicago. Yeah, exactly, and almost won that. So I was like, oh, man. he's." So I'm looking forward to if I can play him, I'm, i I got to crush him. <laughs> That's my mission today. Yeah. So. Awesome. Yeah. All right, man. Hey, well, hey. Uh, good luck in the tournament. All right. Thank you. All right. Cheers. All right. I'm here with Nick Jones. How's it going? You've got some pretty good tournament results. How did you do okay. nationals last year? Uh, last year I top forward, lost two games on Saturday, both to Rick, once in the Swiss and once in top four. Yep, yep. And let's see, you just finished top four Chicago? Top eight. Oh, top eight, yeah. Yep. You lost to the kid? Lost to the kid in the first round of top eight. You went undefeated in uh, Swiss though, right? 6-0 in the Swiss. So what are you bringing, buddy? Flying tie swarm, man. Uh, Showing surprised. a little love. <laughs> Wave one legal, man. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so is it... Uh, Hal with Obsidians, or what's your flavor? I'm running Obsidians with Hal, just throw Determination on her, and then threw in Backstabber for the uh, large ships that are out there right now. Yeah. It seems like a big thing. It's maneuverable enough that I can make it work and uh, still get some Hal render rerolls out of it. No Black Squadrons? No Blacks. Not this time around. Have you ever tried the Jaw Their Fire Black Squadron combination in this list? I have, and I've flown against it a number of times, and I think that not only in the head-to-head, but also against the larger ship meta that's out there, the Obsidians with the extra ship and the extra high pilot skill guys, it does make a difference. It is a better build overall in the long run, at least in my local meta and what I've seen when I go to regionals and nationals. Yeah, there's a lot of blues out there, and those mm-hmm. Obsidians can strip them down. Exactly. All right, man. Hey, so I know you're a you're a store owner, right? You Titan Games. Just recently took partial ownership in a store. Nice. John Champagne. So congratulations. Home store, and it's been fun so far. It's a lot more work than I expected, but uh huh, it's a lot of fun too. Great. So, what's your perspective on X-wing now that you're seeing it from a store owner's perspective? The thing that's amazed me, and one of the things that I considered when I originally got into the game, was how much longevity does this game really have? Mm-hmm. And it was one of those things at the time. That was about a year and a half ago, January of last year, really. Um, my biggest concern was, okay, they've done all the ships from the first trilogy. They're not really going back. They're going to extend the universe. How much longer can they continue to do that? And my initial thought was, well, we'll give it a couple of years and see what happens. Yep. Then, you know, my mind kicks in and goes, wait a minute. we got new movies coming out, man. I'm pretty sure they're going to jump on that train pretty quickly. Yeah. And it looks like that's the plan from what I've seen and heard all around. So uh-huh. I think the legs are there. They've done an excellent job since I got into the game of balancing the new waves that have come out. So nothing's super overpowering. Uh, Phantom? It's not that overpowering. I, th- I think the interesting thing about the Phantom, we can go into a whole long story about that, but uh-huh. it, I didn't think it was that overpowering to start with. There were ways to get around that ability. Yeah. In a great pilot's hands, yes, a Phantom is unbelievable. But it also kind of masks some pilot skill issues that people may have had too right going along with that and getting outside of it i guess is really the better way to say it there's a lot of longevity to the game i think it's got legs to go at least a number of years past now 
with the Star Wars franchise being in Disney's hands, they're going to want to capitalize on it. They're going to want to continue to bring out quality content. Yeah. And I think we've seen that through the Rebels series. It's a good series. It's enjoyable. It's reintroducing a whole new group of kids and teenagers into the whole Star Wars realm. Yeah, I'm excited to show my daughter that yeah. and Clone Wars. She'll be five next year, so it, she'll be as ready As many for issues as I have with the one through three trilogy, it introduced a new group of people to the world. Yeah. And that's something that you you can't discount that at all. Yep. So those two things combined, being in Disney's hands, they're going to want to do a good job with it. Yeah. I think we've got some real longevity to the game. How many years? Who knows? But I think it, it's not a two-year and we're done kind of thing. It's going to have some longevity to it. Right, right. But I don't think it'll ever reach the kind of status that something like Magic has for a local store owner where yeah. it basically keeps it keeps the stores alive, right? right. Without Magic, most of the brick-and-mortar stores just fold up. It's very difficult. And you got to remember, you're talking about Magic that's been out for 20-something years now. And yeah. They've they've made their mistakes in the past. They've they've recognized they've made mistakes and they've tried to fix those. Going forward, they have a long term plan. Right. The difference is, I think that there's a little bit more of a entrance obstacle to a miniatures game of any sort. Sure. Even if it is Star Wars, because a lot of people don't have the same vision and the view of a miniatures player as they do a card player. Right. It's slightly different, mm-hmm. and it's something that you pick up on really earlier as a store owner that there are people that are card players they play card games yeah those people are more likely to jump on something like the Star Wars LCG right Conquest LCG than they are to jump in and start playing a miniatures game sure it seems to me more often than not it's the board game type people that are more likely to do the miniatures kind of thing yeah yeah obviously there's exceptions to that rule but you see that there's a lot more board gamers out there now, too. Uh-huh. There's a lot more of those people that love Star Wars, and you can get into the game. And my personal experience, once you show people the game, you show them how it's played, I haven't had somebody that I demo the game for go, yeah, this is horrible. I'm never yeah, going to That's right. It's simple. It's yeah. Very, if, if anything, it's more of a, I don't know if I want to invest right now, yeah. but I really want to kind of thing, you know? Indeed. So it, it, it's a great game. They've done an excellent job of balancing everything out. And not only that, they've done a lot of things with upgrade cards and different modifications to improve some of the older ships that were in that roughy, rough patch where they didn't quite work or they weren't yeah. quite worth it. In Try the, the Raiders part. about to drop at Gen Con. Yeah, yeah. Raiders dropping about, a couple hours here, 45 minutes. 54 minutes, yeah. Yeah. I'm really looking forward to that. I mean, the fact that you will be able to put a viable Darth Vader or TIE Advance of any kind into a list and really have some fun with it, I think yeah. makes it really interesting. The only person I've seen fly a viable Darth before was Rick last year at Worlds. Yeah, he had a right. really cool list. Did well with it, but it wasn't quite where it needed to be to get yeah. there. I mean, he was like a couple dice rolls away from making top. Exactly. Exactly. He got it really close. But again, you're talking about a, a person with phenomenal pilot skills flying this thing like really, really well. True. And he's not quite able to get there. I mean, yeah. that's something that. It, it shows you there is a lot of balance among the ships as well. Yeah, that's right. Well, it's all about the change. We're mm-hmm. going to see a lot more Vader on the table. Most definitely. Most all right, well, definitely. Nick, thank you very much. It's been a pleasure. Good luck in the tournament, man. As always, you too. All right, welcome to the Scum and Podcast. I'm here with world champion Paul Heaver. How are you, Paul? Great. I'm doing great. Awesome. What are you flying today, buddy? I'm and some waffles this morning. I'm, I'm good to go. Excellent. I'm, I'm flying a Dash Corrin build. Mm. It's it's a little different from the normal Dash Corrin build. I, I put um, I put more eggs in the, the Corrin basket and fewer in the Dash. So okay. it's uh, uh, Corrin's 49 points and Dash is 50. Huh. So. so what do you got on Corrin? 
He's actually the build that Theorist was saying in your podcast that you released like last week yeah. was like the most survivable one with push the limit advanced sensors oh, right. to an engine. Yeah, yeah. So, so I was really disappointed because I was I was in on that Corin, and then I heard Theorist <laughs> talking that one up. I was like, no, don't talk about my Corin. That's, uh-huh. that's what I'm running. <laughs> so I'm running that one. Uh, and what's on Dash? Dash is a Mangler Dash. Okay. Uh, he's got Veteran Instincts to be up to PS9 and Engine and, of course, the Outrider title. Right. I'm at 99 points, so I have a one-point bid, so hopefully Dash will be going afterwards. And with his super movement, I'm planning on dodging a lot of arcs and, yeah. and doing all that. And eventually the dice will come through. Mm-hmm. If I roll enough of them, eventually I'm going to roll, like, three crits one of these times. Right, right. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see how Corrin does without the fire control systems with a double tap. It makes the double tap a lot weaker, yeah. Yeah. But, I mean, I guess if you rely less on the double tap, you, it opens up his options, right? You can do more with him. And with my list, he's more of a, like of another arc dodger, because anytime you get to put down your, your three straight and then be like, well, I'm just going to I'm just gonna barrel roll and boost somewhere when my right comes up and then move three forward, you can go anywhere on the board, it, it feels like. Yeah, yeah. And he doesn't have push on him, does he? He does have push. He does have push, yeah, okay, so. yeah. Huh, so how are you going to handle Rebel Captive? Uh, Dash will fire first. No, that's right. Dash nine. is going, right? Yeah. Yeah, he's got the yeah. VI, yeah. Yeah, so Dash will get out of stress and he won't really care. Right. Okay, cool. Uh, what asteroids? Or uh, debris. Free debris. Yeah, of course. Yeah, it makes sense. When I was talking with Morgan, because a lot of this was, was me talking with Morgan Reed, the, the Australian guy. Yep. Um, he runs with his Dash list. He was like a, a big asteroid and two debris. Uh-huh. And and so I, I mean I see the merits in, in having like an asteroid to like force other people to dodge around because if you really don't care you can just kind of barrel through right. debris and, and take the hit but so I see the merits in it but I only brought three debris so that's why I decided to go with right yeah I mean you think that Corin would probably prefer the asteroids right uh, probably yeah yeah. yeah yeah more stuff to dodge around because yeah he. he it's really easy to dodge rocks when you have advanced sensors and push and engine and yeah. all that. Yeah. Cool. Um, so what are your thoughts on everything that's dropping today, which you won't have access to probably because we're all missing the uh, well, the line. You, uh, they gave you tickets. Oh, they did? Oh, I haven't signed up yet. Awesome. Okay, yeah. Well, nice. FFG for the win. Yeah. yeah. I actually, I traded, I, I gave away all my tickets to other people in the, the Nova <laughs> Squadron because okay. they, give you, um, they give you tickets. For, for people listening who don't know how it works, right. and you show up any point before 6 p.m., each ticket represents a ship, mm-hmm. and they're, they're guaranteeing they won't run out of the, the ships. Yeah. Before 6 p.m., though, will people have time to do that? Yeah. Because the in turning? between rounds, probably. Okay, yeah. yeah. You know, you finish around in, like, 45 minutes at one point. You just run over. Yeah, just walk over. We're right next to the dealer's hall, so. Yeah. Are we doing 60-minute or 75-minute rounds? 75? Okay. Everything's 75. Yeah. You know, walk over there, get get whatever you want. Full retail price, so I was like, eh, I'll pass. Right, right. You, but you don't get a special discount? No, well, no, you don't get a World Champion discount. <laughs> world Champion still has to wait in the line like everybody else, too. Uh-huh. So I have to thought, uh, ask you, when you win the World Championship this year, what are your thoughts on the card? I'm kind of hoping not to win the World Championship this year. Cause, okay. Because at a certain point, it's just going to be like, that, that's enough. Uh-huh. Too much glory for yeah. one man to handle. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. Two is good. Two is fine. I'll wait till someone else wins two times. Like if Doug wins again or something, then, yeah. then I'll, I'll step my game up because I want to stay ahead of him. But, yeah. Hey, I remember uh, I was driving home from World Flash here with Dominic, and uh, he was just blown away that you'd done it twice in a row. He was like, I never thought that anyone would do this twice in a row just because of the, uh, the combination of skill and luck that's involved in this game. Mm-hmm. 
So it was pretty awesome, I have to say. Yeah, um, I'm pretty happy. Yeah, for many, I mean, at least for me, it kind of was a testament to the fact that skill really matters. Yeah, if you look at the, the top 16 at Worlds last year, it was the same people that you see at the top 16 at Nationals. And, yeah, and Regionals. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's definitely a skill-based game. Mm-hmm. So. All right, Paul, thank you very much, and uh, good luck today. Thank you. All right. Good luck to you, too. Thank you. All right, I'm here with Tyler Tippett, a.k.a. Star Slayer. Tyler, how'd your first round go? Uh, my first round was pretty good. There are very few just matchup losses in the game of X-Wing. Um, generally, there's a, a not great matchup to see across the table from you, but you can still have a chance. My first round was one of the few pretty much matchup losses. I'm currently flying uh, Howlrunner with four Academy pilots and Connor Jacks, who is, has a hull upgrade and a uh, auto thrusters with Whistle And my opponent was flying all three named Rebel Hawks. Rebel Hawks. Rebel Hawks. Swarm wow. tactics on Kyle and Jam. Uh-huh. So they can work to PS to 12 across all three. Yeah. But the real problem is they were all three running blaster turrets, which can't be used when Jax gets within range one of you. Oh, no. Jax's ship's ability. Wow, that must have been a field day for Carter. Um, so he actually flew it really well and made sure that I, I got stuck in a situation of, do I bring Jax into range two so the following round I can get to range one, or do I keep him, keep him at range three and take, take fire? Right. And I didn't really want to trade that range two shot when he would have the Jan upgraded blaster turrets and the two following behind it. Sure. So my TIE Swarm rolled in, locked up some people, killed Jan. As soon as Jan was down, Jax came and mocked up. Yeah. Yeah. So 100 nothing. I lost an Academy pilot. So Aww. 112. Yeah, yeah. Deuces went down, but it's okay. Yeah. No one really likes him anyway. Yeah, no promotion for him. Nope. Uh, he wanted to be an Obsidian, but... <laughs> they often do. Uh-huh. But uh-huh. I can't promote them because then they're not PS1 and they don't block as well. <laughs> That's true. It's, it's really the whole reason they're there. Well, see, the Emperor has this clone program I've been here reading about. Yeah. Apparently, you can make more Academy pilots. I, they're on a factory line. They just keep turning out. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. 1495 Imperial credits. So I, I unfortunately own 17 TIE Fighters um, <laughs> through a series of unfortunate events and misplanned purchases and then winning random things at tournament. Uh-huh. Uh, so I actually thought about bringing like, a stock of them on a conveyor belt. Just as they die, put the next one over for the card. To, so just use a fresh TIE Fighter every game. Yeah. I didn't want to carry that much stuff with me. Awesome. Hey, well, uh, congratulations on your win. Good luck for the rest of the tournament. It's only six more. <laughs>